If you ask me, Muhammad Ali in his prime was much better than anti-lock brakes. Yeah, but what about Johnny Mathis versus Diet Pepsi? Oh, I cannot listen to this again. Y'all ready for this? Hello and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 42 for the week of March 11th, 2019. I'm Commissioner Mike McComb and I'm joined today by my fellow Commissioner Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. We are a couple of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about the last 16 entries from this past week. How's it going Ben? Um, It's good. I have finally listened to all 16 of the entries that have emerged since we last spoke. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of activity to pack into such a short amount of time. I was very thankful for like the the multitude of online websites that we're tracking. Okay, here's the five entries that are coming out today, and here are the approximate times we know that they're going to emerge. Yeah, normally I try to avoid tracking down leaks of songs, just because sometimes they're not <laughs> quite perfect. But in this case, yeah, it's just like... I need to get all of this done. So. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care if this is a demo. I don't care if, you know, I don't care if I find like three different YouTube clips to compare against to make sure that this is the correct demo. I just need to know what these songs are. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I just need the gist. Everything is official now. Everything's on the up and up. We know all forty-one songs. We know all forty-one acts. We're recording this a little early, so hopefully none of that changes before the episode drops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but just given like, how this just, year has been so just like ho- just like hold it together for like five more days a year mm-hmm. yeah yeah just just duct tape twine whatever it takes yeah since we have 16 entries to talk about this week just gonna do a quick check-in on news quick stuff news desk all hatari related entries which delights me to no end so first off there is an israeli civil rights organization that would like to block hatari from entering the country uh, because everybody, at least all of the news reports I've seen out of Israel, kind of have the tone of the dad in like a Twisted Sister music video, <laughs> where it's just like, okay, you don't understand that this is at least on some level satirical. They are not being fully serious in a lot of the stuff they're saying. It's a, a part, part of it is an act, although the band has made a number of very nice statements, I thought, around, you know, we're, we're taking this honor from our nation very seriously, and we also want to represent, a, you know, a bunch of these things that we believe in as a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this def- definitely feels like a diplomatic mission on their yeah, part. It, it, yes, it feels like a diplomatic mission on their part. And they're getting questions from reporters in Iceland, and if you do what I do and you Google Translate things, the answers kind of come off a little bit crudely stated just because Google Translate is not great at this. No. Uh, but when when, Isra- when I've seen news reports from Israel talking about this, they're using the same source as I am. Mm. And they're maybe not getting the full picture and the nuance that you would get from like a video. On the other hand, I have seen the video that Hatari made. For, for this that. one's going to be interesting and the, the EBU will probably have to step in at some yeah, point the, if this gets any traction. To, yeah, we'll have to say something along the lines of no they can they can come they're gonna be fine in more delightful news ash wednesday was this past wednesday and as i learned in iceland uh it's basically halloween uh it is uskadugur children dress up in costumes and go from house to house and business to business asking for candy which is halloween in my book yeah and apparently the the popular costume this year was hatari (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there are there are multiple news report videos. There's lovely coverage on Instagram and Twitter of people who are showing off their children dressed as various members of Atari with with various spiky masks and harnesses. That is fantastic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just like a highlight of my midweek was just like I need is, is just pictures of 
Hatari costumes. Yeah, we, we should link to some of those in our show notes. I'm sure some of those photos are just going to be delightful. So <laughs> Every, Everything is great. All right. So to get through all 16 entries, we both realize that if we do it in our normal talk about every entry fashion, this episode would probably end up being about four hours long. And, and nobody wants that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Since it is March and college basketball season ben came up with this brilliant idea of why don't we make this a bracket there are 16 entries and 16 is a lovely number when you're making a bracket yes and and you would think that your vision would lend itself to bracketing as a normal annual thing but just the way that the contest is structured a bracket normally doesn't work so we're gonna try to make it work this could be a complete disaster, who knows, <laughs> but we'll at least try it for this episode and see uh, what happens. So uh, here's how it's going to work. We took the two competitive selections, so Sweden and Belarus. Ben took Sweden, I took Belarus, and then the remaining 14 selections, we just randomly assigned countries. So each of us had eight countries total. We each designed an eight-act bracket to pass to the other person, and we could organize the bracket any way we felt like. Uh, ben, I think you took a more data-driven approach. Yeah, so I, I looked at the the past four years' worth of data available for each country and organized things according to, to that after you know figuring out a, a way to tabulate that and give a little bit more precedence to more recent performance. With the assortment of countries that I had, four of my eight were countries that are in the first semifinal. So it's like, oh, well, that's a pretty fair split. So four from the first semifinal, three from the second semifinal, and then one of the auto qualifiers. Uh, I guess it would be Israel. That was the only one that was left. So yeah, so it's like, all right, set one side up with the four from the first semifinal so that none of them are facing each other immediately, and then pitting them up against the other four, and then kind of doing a gut based seeding of them which ended up working out pretty yeah, like well that, that looked pretty well like i i took the time to run your eight countries through the same algorithmic process i ran my eight countries through and there were like a few tweaks but there were tweaks i liked as far as the matchups all right cool i am a robot uh <laughs> so we each uh, have a bracket of eight that we've passed to uh, each other and we're just going to go through round by round and discuss the matchups. For each round, we're going to be discussing why an entry didn't advance. So it's kind of a death is not an option. You have two countries presented. You have to choose one of them to move on. The other one is the one that we're going to talk about. I suggested this. I did the assignment. I'm ready to go. All right. Awesome. So why don't we start with your side of the bracket and round one? Okay. So round one on my end of the bracket started off with a match between Russia and Belarus, which felt nice, sort of Russia and one of the former SSRs. Mm -hmm. So the one that I ended up kicking out here is Belarus. Mm. I don't know. This one was surprisingly easy for me i you know i liked that belarus was up tempo this year after last year's entry being kind of kind of out there ballady liked it but like it felt like it was smashing together about three different pop tracks at once and it was sort of writing over the top of like an existing pop song and not quite understanding how lyrical structure works like there's a lot going on in it should we take a listen to a clip yes all right so this is xena with like it And again, it's just kind of busy for me. 
there was like a lack of focus whereas mm-hmm. with russia when we'll get that we'll get to russia but it, it felt very focused compared to this one that makes a lot of sense all right what is your next matchup the second matchup i have is poland versus armenia and this round sort of matches a lot of what we've been talking about this season. Sort of, this? Is, is this what you want? Mm-hmm. And I I knocked out Poland on this one because it was not what I wanted. Uh, so I love that traditional folk music forms are appearing in the competition this year. And like, let's take a listen to this one because it, it's very strongly like a folk music song. And when Tulia got announced, we talked briefly about the fact that they were sort of doing a traditional music form called white voice. That's very sort of like chest voice, a little bit nasal, and like, this does not work for me. This is not my thing. I Like, one thing I did like, though, was with the, the video that goes along with this, it reminded me of uh, Poland's entry in the Best Foreign Film competition this year in the Oscars. Oh, really? Yeah, Cold War is all about folk music. The beautiful black and white cinematography in that movie really matched some of the very crisp black and white cinematography in the video. I thought that was a very smart choice. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah this one has been the vocals are an acquired taste. This, yeah, this one def- <laughs> definitely feels like it's gonna be a a more divisive entry. I think you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I I wouldn't necessarily say I hated it, but it was definitely not in comparison with, with Armenia, Armenia was much more to my taste. That makes sense. So in the third matchup of my bracket, uh, I had Israel versus San Marino. And the one I knocked out at this point, which felt surprising to me, uh, was Israel. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Like, this one just came off. And this might have just been, like, because I had the same kind of reaction when Kobe Marimi was named as the artist, is that just looking at his song selections, they all feel very, very self-serious. He, he kind of positions himself as a very serious singer. And this song... Uh, the song "Home" just feels like the song a reality show winner sings when they re- when like in the penultimate ep- episode. Mm. Which let's take a listen. I am someone, and now I'm done. I'm coming home. I used to listen to the. This feels like a very good fit for his voice. But it's just very by the numbers. Like, I laughed out loud when the backing singers came in on, like, the second verse. Just, it was just very, it just very, very. Yeah. Also, as the host country, I was immediately reminded of Norway's entry. Yes, that was the exact reference point I had, too. Norway in 2010. I can totally see this placing, like, 15th. Okay. Feels very kind of middle of of the charts, kind of moving ballad, but, like, it doesn't feel any any stronger than that. There was, like, a, a sense of fun missing for me that's kind of a theme this year i think yeah yeah (laughs) okay and then uh the final matchup of my round one was austria and greece and after some careful consideration i decided to kick out austria this year so when they announced their artist panda we were promised that she was an electronic artist that had like a lot of description that feels very much like my sort of thing and then this was the song i'm talking about you This is giving me like a, a FKA Twigs vibe, just in terms of it feels sort of like very kind of alt R&B. There is like a little bit of an electronic nature to it, but like there's just something about everything being in this like this very high register 
very consistent pace that just doesn't quite work for me in the same way that Greece did in this matchup. This one seemed like it was going to be the toughest matchup of your first round, just in terms of the styles and the kind of influences that they're drawing from. Uh, yeah. was, was that your experience with this? Yeah, it was, yeah, that was my experience as well, is that both of these just sort of thinking of like the last couple years of entries from these countries, like both these entries felt like surprises to me. Mm-hmm. It definitely was sort of a, a tricky decision is is like I had sort of very kind of standard indie reference points for both of these artists. And they're both indie artists I really like. But yeah, for whatever reason, like this just didn't work. I, I think it's less that it didn't work. And it's more what it's aiming for uh, in the competition, just kind of do- where it doesn't quite hit what it's going for for me. All right. Your round one is complete. I yes. guess I can get started with my round one. So the first matchup I had was between Sweden and North Macedonia. I think these are both strong songs, but the first one that I'm going to have to kick out is North Macedonia's uh, Tamara Todovska with Proud. Show them what it means to stand up proudly. Tell them this is me and thanks to you I'm I like what this song is trying to do. I just think that songs like this tend to stall out on the Eurovision stage. Yeah, I would agree. Like previous examples of like Georgia 2017, where it's just like these just big power ballads with a very strong message, but it's just, there's just something about it that just is difficult for the audience to like really kind of grab on and embrace it. Like, it, yeah, it's... like the core, the core, I think the chorus here is great. But like mm-hmm. the the verses feel a little undercooked. Yeah, I think this one is going to live and die by its staging. And North Macedonia has had consistent problems with staging, and I think yes. that's been their their downfall the last several years, and like why they've been struggling so much at Eurovision. And in this very arbitrary format that we've set up with the brackets, yeah, it's not going to do well. But I think in the actual competition. It's got a chance. I mean, it, it like where it's positioned in the semifinals, and it is a very well produced song. And if she can deliver on that vocal, I think that will carry Macedonia through. But if it was just this song up against Sweden, I got to give the tip to Sweden. Yep, and and that is just sort of the nature of this bracketed format is that you might not necessarily compare these two, but you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. So the next matchup that I have is Azerbaijan versus Ireland, and. I'm going to have to kick out Ireland. Sorry, Sarah McTurnan. This is for song 22. Anywhere I go reminds me of the things we used to do. And I dreamed about the street where we kissed out of the blue with your house. Now I'm a 22. I like this song. I think it's a real toe tapper, but toe tapper doesn't really work at Eurovision. Like you need it to be a foot stomper. Yes. Yeah. Like this sounds like something that you could hear in like a coffee shop or a hotel lobby and put you in a good mood. It's it's very pleasant, but there's nothing very sticky about it. Like it, it's like it mm-hmm. goes in one ear and it's like, oh yeah, like this this is nice, but it's kind of forgettable as soon as it like leaves the other ear. Oh yeah. So when I was pulling together my notes for the show, after going through the, the bracket you prepped for me, I went back and sort of listened to everything on my bracket and initially forgot to listen to the Irish song. Mm-hmm. Which is not great because like I had heard it earlier in the week. Yeah. And also naming it 22, like as soon as I saw that title, it's like, wait, isn't that a Taylor Swift song? It is a Taylor Swift song. And I was 
I'm still very confused having listened to the song a few times now around whether it is a reminiscence about being 22 or being mm-hmm. about the 22nd person that you dated. I think in the second verse, it, it talks about like he lives at house number 22. And it's just like, okay, it's just kind of like there's there's a lot going on, but none of it is really interesting enough to want to follow yeah, up on like it. it so. I totally agree with you that it's it's very fun and sort of like a retro Megan Trainer slash Duffy kind of way. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like yeah. more so Duffy than Megan Trainer, I think. But right, but yeah, just, yeah, just sort of nice and frothy and fun for three minutes, but doesn't stick with you. I like the song. It's just like as a Eurovision entry. Mm, we'll see how this goes for you, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So the next matchup that I had was Netherlands versus Malta. Malta dropped just a couple of hours before we recorded this, but I feel very confident in kicking out Michaela Pace's Chameleon. This sounds like it may have used our lyrics generator that we had on our (laughs) website. (laughs) I was so excited to hear your thoughts on this one. It's just so... They had so much time from when Michaela was selected to presenting a song and i don't understand how this is what they came up with like it just sounds like they threw a few words into a word cloud generator and we're just like all right we're gonna just use all these different meditations on color and synonyms and like it's i'm very disappointed in this entry okay i actually thought it like wasn't terrible like it's it feels very radio friendly to me it feels like it's biting off of fuego last year this and like a third of the entries this year's contest but like there's just no build to this song it just like gets to a three and stays there until maybe the last 45 seconds where it goes up to 3.5 or maybe four but okay yeah it's just like there's it's just so flat and basic like this this is just a basic entry i have no qualms about uh kicking this one out of the bracket yeah clearly and and i'm not even gonna say sorry malta like you brought this on yourself so (laughs) you had so much time we made a soundboard thing for you this is what you do to us speaking of cribbing from cyprus last year let's talk about cyprus this year and switzerland This one was a particularly tricky matchup because it really does feel like uh, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I was not expecting this one to be as tricky as it would be when I sent it to you. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it either, but then I saw it. It's like, ooh, how how do I choose? But uh, I I think this one was a pretty easy choice. I'm going to kick off Switzerland with Luca Hani's She Got Me. My issue with this song is it feels like it's three minutes of somebody being like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know, and but like, (laughs) as told by someone who has no idea what sex is. So (laughs) it's, it just feels so dated like this this just feels like what pop music was in 2017 mm-hmm. which i mean is kind of consistent with switzerland's brand but it's so goofy like it, okay. and not not in a fun way like it's just like ugh. okay so i i have three very quick points on this one mm-hmm. uh so one this feels like switzerland is very tired of placing like 17th in their semifinal. this feels like the freshest thing they've sent in years but but still oh, yeah i, I do um, i do agree with that yes I, I keep wanting to call this one dirty dancing instead of its proper title 
because mm-hmm. they keep shouting it in the song so much. Right. I also keep wanting to sing Despacito to this. Yeah. And then the the whole video has a vibe that I described as Rami Malek in an ad for the Sir Hat by Sir Hat collection for Kohl's. <laughs> I'm a fan of this. Uh- yeah. <laughs> oh, man, if you like that, get ready to hear what I said about San Marino. Oh, yes. Uh, well, <laughs> um, they made it through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe we can move on to round two so we can find out what you had to say about San Marino. Yes, let's let's do it. So the first matchup I had. So again, uh, Russia won against Belarus. Armenia won against Poland. So now they are playing off of one another. And what I decided to send packing this time uh, was Sergei Lazarev's scream. Ooh. I love that, like, the second this got released, it dro- Russia dropped out of, like, the the bookies' odds for being number one. <laughs> that was so mean, because it only took, like, 15 minutes for that it to happen. It took 15 minutes, and it was deserved. <laughs> this is so disappointing after hearing that the team behind You Were My Only One was, like, reuniting. The- you know, sometimes when a thing really works, uh, you try to make it happen again, and it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened here. This is trying so hard to be an emotional ballad, and like I felt no connection with it. Like, it was just like cold. Yeah, it is really effortful, and you can yes. see every ounce of that effort. Yeah, you see every ounce of the effort, and like it's weirdly meandering. Yeah, you have three minutes. You should be laser focused. Mm-hmm. And like this is just all over the place, especially compared to "You're the Only One," which had a very clear thesis statement and then built on that thesis statement. Whereas yeah. this one, kids running around in the forest, and it's like Narnia and the Golden mm-hmm. Compass and where the wild things are. It's just like "You Are My Only One" had sort of a similar effortful quality, but like in a fun way where you could be like two, three, four, wind machine. <laughs> like you, you knew the emotional beats. You're like and key change, right? And it, but it was earned. And like here is just like, okay, cool. This is a song that exists for three minutes. Also with You're the Only One, like there was an element of dance to it. So there was yeah. like the performative nature of it. Uh, whereas this one, it does feel like it's going to be a lot of wandering around in the forest uh, for quite a bit. I really want to see how this ends up getting staged because like I have mm-hmm. like, and I want to th- look at it in the context of its neighbors and its semifinal because, like, my initial impression of this was like, oh, cool, Russia's going to finish in 11th to be super mad. Ooh. Oh, man, that would be a delightful disaster. Yeah, like, it, would be, disaster. it would be great, but also, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I like Sergey, so I, I, yeah, like, I don't, wa- yeah, I don't like, want him again, sad. Yeah. I was rooting for this team. Like, mm-hmm. Tyra screaming at Tiffany.gif here. Yep. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. I was oddly fine with them, like, just, like, coming in and just being like, fine, I guess this will win. But no. So on the other end, we had San Marino versus Greece. And this was the easiest choice of all. San Marino's getting out. So it's Serhat and Say Na Na Na. This one squeaked by uh, over Israel just because it seemed like it was having fun. And San Marino realizes that if they make it to the final, it is a gift. But like, this is fun. This is goofy. It's not going to qualify. It oh, is... you don't think so? I don't know. No. Like, may- maybe well, in like 10th, hmm. but it is. 
no. Well, I mean, the chorus does make me think of ATCs around the world. Okay. That one took a second, but it's there. Yeah. So uh, I, I said some very mean things about the Switzerland video, but the video for this one feels like Sirhat is like the brand ambassador for Express and their new line of spring suits for men. <laughs> And like I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I like I like that vibe of the video, but like like Sir Hat is just always appearing on like billboards, and then there's a bunch of dancers doing the heavy work of the of the of selling the song. Here we were arguing whether it was for uh, the Gap or Old Navy or possibly H and M, but oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think but, yeah. I think exp- no, I think Express is correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like I, I also very heavily considered saying the Gap, but no, it's it's Express. It kind of makes me wonder if San Marino is just like a giant mall, just based on the entries that they've submitted and just how like everybody's having a good time and it's just like they're just like out shopping on sunday and every day is out shopping on sunday day i don't know yeah uh if you're from san marino let us know like it it sounds delightful this was yeah this was like the easiest decision in the world of between greece and san marino greece handily that's fair yeah Uh, i i don't know why i was so surprised when you initially said that this was like super super easy but uh i I think i'm just letting myself up for success in round one yeah there you go yeah (laughs) all right well i'll get into my round two which didn't have as many gimmies i think but uh yeah my first matchup is between sweden and azerbaijan and yeah sorry sweden i've got to kick you out this past saturday melfest finished and the winner was john lundvik with too late for love I went into some of my issues with this song back in our like bonus episode last week, and I think this was the correct song to win Melfest. I mean, it swept the juries and won the televote, and yeah, I mean, like it it solidly won. Um, it yeah. actually kind of exposed how anticlimactic the new scoring system could be yes. uh, at yeah, Melfest. Like that so was the opposite of a surprise. Yeah, so that that was kind of disappointing. But I think this is just continuing Sweden's problem of sending a handsome gentleman that looks good in leather pants with a like very strong pop song. I'm glad that it's a person of color. Mm-hmm. We are getting some diversity in the mix here, but I think my main issue is this song, it kind of a, like what my issue was with Denmark, where it's just like, they need to read the room. There's a lot of anger and frustration and just kind of grinding of gears that's happening mm-hmm. in the world right now. And this song just, it kind of feels like it's trying to ignore all that and just being like what are you complaining about everything is fine and it's just like really that that's that's the attitude you want to adopt right now and like i'm not saying it needs to be super angry or aggressive or like hatari about Mm -hmm. it even though like even (laughs) even though as you know we stand hatari but i mean it's just like there are other songs where it's just like yeah things aren't great right now but it's more than just being like oh if you just love it the problem will go away it's just like no there's a little bit more nuance there's a little bit more work that okay. needs to happen. Yeah, I, I think all of those are, are valid criticisms of this song. I do like the the simplicity of the staging, and it feels like something that's very, very adaptable to whatever the stage is going to look like in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. And I also really, really dig the fact that, A, really, really strong kind of gospel backing vocals on this. That are, yes. That, we, as we've discussed, are kind of completely ripping off Austria last year, but that worked really well for Austria last year. Right. Uh, and I also like that we get to see, like, the full team making the song. 
Mm. as they perform. I saw a tweet yesterday that one of the backing singers used to work in uh, Washington, D.C., and her job wouldn't give her the time off to go compete at Melfest. So she's like, fine, I'm moving to Sweden. And that's what she did. And seems to be working out for her so far. Yeah, so that's she's, nice. She's, so. <laughs> she's doing great. She's living her dream. Yeah. So there is that for this bracket. Sorry, Sweden. Sorry, not sorry. And then the other matchup that I have is Netherlands versus Cyprus. This one, although I really like replay, I gotta send Cyprus and Tomta and replay off the bracket. This is Fuego 2.0, but I, I kind of mean that in the software development way where it's just like, oh, yeah, it's fixing some of the bugs that Fuego 1.0 had. It's refining a couple of things. It's got a couple of new features. And yeah, you just got to restart your revision to complete the installation of it. It's hitting a lot of the same beats and notes that Fuego did. But I, th- I think this one is has a slightly better structure than Fuego and a little bit more meat on its bones. And even though it is a rehash, it's a really good rehash of it. And of all of the Latin-influenced tracks this season, this is definitely, if not the best one, top two, top three of of this style. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because there are a lot of Fuego clones this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This one is trying a smidge too hard for me. I get that. Like, it is... Just talking about this in terms of software upgrades, I feel like they took a feature that I really, really loved and got rid of it, and I'm just sort of tweeting at their their support to, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. It's just very busy for me. Part of it might just be the video, because the video has like a lot of different setups, a lot of mm-hmm. different outfits, a lot of stuff going on. It's just coming off really, really busy for me, and like Cypress is trying really, really hard with what worked last year. And yeah. not quite getting the same results. Now, I'm curious, when you're interacting with this song, are you mostly mm-hmm. doing it through the video or through Spotify? Try to do like a fair mix of both, of of both the, the visual that's presented with something and also just the song on its own. I've primarily been interacting with it just as the song. Like, I think I've only watched the video like one and a half times. Okay. So I'm wondering if that might be part of the difference here where it's just like uh like with the visual component which like i mean that's an important thing to weigh in because that's going to be part of the final presentation is the visual component of it so that's something to chew on yeah all right so we're almost through this bracket this thing is sort of working yeah (laughs) hey that's a sports term i remember yay Uh, yeah yeah. sports 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 all right yeah uh yeah, immediately regretted picking a sports theme for this one. Yeah, yeah, we we are well out of our depth. Uh. The, yeah, like the the one time I won my office's like NCAA bracket was completely by accident. Was me just sort of using the wisdom of like the twenty thousand people who had filled out the bracket application before me uh-huh. to go with the, to go with well, the crowd probably knows what they're talking about. Uh, but here we are. That's a good strategy. Uh, we, we have our final four. It is Armenia and Greece on my side, and Azerbaijan and Netherlands on yours. So with this one, it came down to just sort of which one really kind of hit me in the right spot and so i'm, I'm my, my last one that i'm kicking out is armenia so sir book hmm. and walking out
so both of these songs have sort of like a really nice pacing and a nice sense of, of drama to them. They seem very, very well suited to their singers' voices. This one won over Russia because it had more of a sense of drama and build up and better structure within its three minutes. Mm-hmm. But if I compare it against Greece, which like Greece, this is like the first Greek entry I've liked in five years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I have usually begrudgingly accepted that Greece was going to go through, and I'm, like, rooting for Greece's entry a lot. Awesome. Yeah. We've had very little time to sit with Armenia before we recorded. Yeah, like, that's true. But I like what Armenia is doing, and, like, my, my takeaway from watching the video the first time was, like, you know, if Sweden would just give songs like this to their female singers, maybe it wouldn't always be handsome bloke in leather pants mm-hmm. advancing. Like, there's just, like, power and confidence and, like, yeah. a point of view and not trying to solve problems with love Mm -hmm. i think that this is similar to the same way that you kind of reacted to malta's entry it was also just sort of this idea of okay so armenia was one of the first to announce their artist Mm -hmm. and it and it's this this is fine but i was i was hoping for more okay especially because like what what we had heard from sir book beforehand had felt a little bit more dynamic than this to me interesting all right yeah all right so uh, my final matchup is Azerbaijan versus Netherlands, or the swim meet, uh, if you've seen their videos. Uh, so. Yeah, like that that worked out. I was sort of kicking myself for not pairing based on videos, because I totally would have paired those two, and yet here we are. I got your back. And the one that I'm kicking out, and this one was probably the toughest matchup in my bracket. Okay. Yeah, I'm kicking out Azerbaijan, Shinga's Truth. This one checks a lot of boxes for me. It reminds me of the list that Pop Justice put out at the end of last year, where it's like their top 45 songs, plus a whole bunch of other stuff that their editors really, really liked. And mm-hmm. this track is kind of giving me Troy Sivan and Emanike vibes, and it, it just feels very current and just something that you can listen to in like a variety of contexts where it's like, oh yeah, this could be playing like while I'm working on something or mm-hmm. if I just want to like have like some mood music or something it like that. It is very radio friendly. Yes. But it's also really, really aggressive lyrically. Like yes. the hook of the song is shut up about it. Shut up some really aggressive phrase. Like I'm trying to think of like the last time that I told someone to shut up and I think it was when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like yeah. it, it's... It's jarring in a way that it's like, oh, okay, hmm, compared to like what Netherlands is offering. It's like, all right, that's for this bizarre bracket matchup system. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna give it to the like slightly more palatable lyrically uh, okay. entry. So wh- one thing that I'm thinking of that might just be me, just because I tend to approach these both from the video and the song is like, I think that the video for this one is very visually striking. Oh, absolutely. But I wonder how much of the heavy lifting it's doing for my enjoyment of the song. Like, I want to hear what this guy sounds like live. I want to know what the staging is going to look like for this. So far, all signs point to this being a great bounce back from them not qualifying. Yeah. Last year. Azerbaijan takes this very seriously. So. Yeah. I like this entry a lot, but in the context of this, I got to give it to Netherlands. So. Okay. So, final matchup. Greece on my side, Netherlands on yours. So let's let's make the case for each of them. All righty. So on, on my side, that would be Greece. That would be Katarinduska with Better Love. Oh, 
Okay, so I had mentioned at, when I was kicking Armenia rudely to the curb that this is the first Greek entry I've liked in like five years. And mm-hmm. when they were announcing their artist, I was very skeptical of all of the references they were throwing out with sort of this artist thinks that they sound like X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, those are very disparate references. But I completely get the Jesse Ware reference now. Okay. Like, this is a song that Jesse Ware could be recording. But I'm also getting notes of both Annie Lennox and Florence Welch, just in terms of vocal intensity on this. Yes. Towards, towards the chorus. Particularly Annie Lennox, because it's like kind of that deeper alto range. Yeah, like I, I was I was also getting Florence Welch, but now that you mentioned Annie Lennox, it's like, oh, that was the like the pepper that was like underlying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I like kind of the the softness of the production that's going on in the background mixed with sort of the the vocal intensity and kind of the hardness of her voice mm-hmm. on this. And I'm really, really curious to hear what she sounds like live and to see if it matches this intensity. That is the thing that's keeping me from being 100% on board of this is what is this going to sound like live? Just yeah. because like in the music video, I don't think she's a great lip syncer, uh, which mm-hmm. like that's that's not her job. And yeah. but like it's just it's what happens in music videos and the vocal of the track just doesn't match like what she's doing in the video, like just in mm-hmm. terms of intensity. And yeah, I mean, if she's able to deliver even 90% of the power of the vocal in yeah. that song i think i think she could be a real contender here and like one thing i would love them to bring to however they stage this is there's like a sense of visual weirdness to the video mm-hmm. i love the color palette i love kind of the weirdness of it and i want them to bring that to to whatever this looks like in tel aviv yes like but like it needs to be quirky and not like i don't know i'm, I'm thinking of like pointy hats from moldova weirdness mm-hmm. that would not yeah. work <laughs> but no, this, yeah uh, this needs to be kind of like quirky and like again going back to jesse where there's a video of hers uh champagne kisses that does this wonderful surre- surrealness to the the visuals mm. that this really kind of shared think of this to be like an art installation type performance i think Ooh, i'm i'm getting chills this is yeah. <laughs> this yeah, one's like, exciting so. yeah greece had said when this got released that they were like going for the gold on this i'm like okay cool i, I see this now I see mm-hmm. what you're doing with this. I also think you need to show up at the pre-parties and like really promote this song. If they're not able to make it to the pre-parties, they need to make a live performance available somewhere. Somehow. Yeah, I think this is going to be one that's going to grow on people because it seems like the initial reaction has been kind of lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I think as this sits with people, it has the potential to really kind of sink its hooks in. And, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. surprisingly effective for three minutes. Like I wanted mm-hmm. more. Good choice on your bracket. So on my side, it's Netherlands and Duncan Lawrence Arcade. Now, this one is considered the favorite to win as we record this. And I can understand how it got to that point. I mean, like Netherlands has been mm-hmm. putting in the work the last several years, like yeah. s- from 2013, where they're just like, all right, send a nuke. She's one of our biggest stars. If she's not able to make it, maybe like who who knows what, what the plan would be at that point. But like ever since then, it, it's been pretty much smooth sailing. I think they had one miss in the mix there. But this song is, it feels very personal mm-hmm. and 
like it it feels i keep wanting to say the word legitimate like it it, mm-hmm. it it doesn't feel like it's manufactured in a lab yeah the way that a lot of the ballads at eurovision have that feel mm-hmm. i think the metaphor gets stretched a little thin at points oh, but good. that was that was one of my notes too is is that like the central metaphor here feels like slightly off but it feels like very much like something that Sia would do of of taking this metaphor and then writing a song around that the line how many pennies in the slot is one of the worst lyrics I've encountered in yeah, quite like a while. Yeah, but, like it's. I, I get what you're going for, but also no, please, please take a try again. I think we're stuck with that one for uh, at least until Eurovision is over. But um, yeah. yeah, like this is. I, I think its status as favorite is earned at this point. I it's. I mean, I granted, we have two months mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, we have a few months to go. I it feels fine to me. I'm I'm fine with it. Sort of sitting at the top of the the pile right now. I wonder if it's got like the the cachet it does because Duncan is a protege of Ilsa Delung, who was mm-hmm. half of the the Common Linnets. Yeah, who did Gangbusters, uh, but just had had the misfortune of going up against Conchita Worst uh, when she had all of the momentum. On the other hand, I think he's a great find by her, but I don't know. I have other entries that I feel more excited about. I think this was definitely up there and deservedly so the chorus on this once it gets past the how many pennies in the slot bit is very (laughs) is very good is very effective Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think momentum is going to be the toughest part for this song there's 10 weeks at this point before the grand final yeah uh, like nine or ten weeks and that's that's a long time particularly for a ballad so (laughs) yeah i was about to say like, because last year you have something like Toy, which is very upbeat, very uptempo, mm-hmm. which gives it much more of a momentum, whereas this is a harder sell on that front. But who knows? I don't know if we can decide this matchup between Greece and Netherlands. So, yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, I propose that we send this out to our listeners. This is everyone else's problem now. Yes, exactly. It's called delegating. So what we're going to do is we will have a poll pinned to our Twitter page at EuroWhat and vote for which song you think should win this bracket. You can use whatever criteria you want. That's what we did. Let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram what you think of this bracket. And we will report on those results in our next episode. That's going to do it for this episode of the EuroWhat. Thanks for listening. The EuroWhat podcast is hosted by Mike McComb and Ben Smith. You can find us on our website at EuroWhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EuroWhat. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at whatelseison.tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us. We'll be back next week to try to make sense of what's new in Eurovision. 